It's your boy Tommy via Raw Sex. We're going to jump right into it. And this is an emergency episode. So what that means is that this episode, as you're hearing it right now, or whenever it popped up on your phone, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever platform you're listening on, I just dropped it. Anything that you hear within the next couple of days, unless I tell you it's an emergency episode, has been pre-recorded. I pre-recorded the last maybe six episodes that's probably why there's so many episodes coming through and in the next like six episodes but this is an emergency episode because i have to drop it now and it's about um a about 56 57 maybe 58 year old um white man named kevin troy williamson of jacksonville florida who um beat up a black woman in a convenience store or a gas station store I'm actually, I literally, and this is on everything, I just found her Instagram page, the girl who it happened to. Um, some of you guys have probably already seen the video. Um, you can find a video anywhere on the internet. I just, I'm, I'm literally looking at her page right now for the first time. Um, if you want me to describe it to you, not to, not to sound like an asshole or a dickhead, but typical black girl page, pictures with her tongue out. Um looks like she's always has a different hair color hairstyle she looks like a typical hood black chick poking her ass out making the duck face fake eyelashes long nails um tongue out once again more tongue out waffle house pictures uh i think that's the waffle house um body suits, chest tats, um, okay, she looks decently clothed here, at least when she goes to the aquarium, she dresses classy, she got a drink though, she in the, she in the aquarium getting drunk, y'all, I, just, I don't know if that's alcohol, I mean, that's, that might be some Kool-Aid or something, but she up in the aquarium getting drunk, how the hell you gonna go to the aquarium getting drunk, thigh tattoos, you know, the weave, the little swoop things, let me see, when did this happen exactly? Uh, she does eyebrows for a living. Or maybe more. You know, they're, they're all entrepreneurs. Uh, so four days ago is when this happened, I guess. So this happened four days ago. I ain't gonna lie, she held her own with Buddy, though. I mean, he he, he, put, some, he put them beaters on her and then walked out. But she did hold her own. He ain't knock her out. I mean, for him to be as tall and big as he is, he could have knocked that girl out. I don't know. I'm going to read you the caption she posted, though. I wasn't going to say anything about this, but at this point, something needs to be said and justice will be served. Monday, I was at the BP on University in Fort Caroline, and a Caucasian man came into the store on a racist rampage talking about my kind and we need to go back. After politely asked the man to give me space, he attacked me repeatedly, punching me in the face and head. This was a full-on hate crime, and I want awareness brought into this situation because it's happening all over. Whoa. Can somebody else send me these videos? No, seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm, I'm dead ass. I'm, 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 I'm for real. Um, if you have videos of this happening all over, and I don't even want to exaggerate it. If you just have two, three videos, I mean, cause, I mean, these days, that's enough, right, for us to say something. If you can, if, does anybody have two, three videos of this consistently happening within the last 12 months um, of white men attacking black women in stores, um, 
unprovoked. Because, I mean, based on her description, it's unprovoked, right? And when I say that, I'm saying that's what she's telling us. The video, all we see is him attacking her. We don't see him call her these things. This is what she's telling us. She said, never in a million years did I think it would happen to me. He pulled off in a 2012 orange Chevrolet Sonic hatchback tag. She says his tag. If you have any info man on this man, please contact me or JC, uh, JSO. Uh, I'm guessing that's the Jacksonville police, right? Um, she then, bro, what's up with this phone? She then posts a picture of her face. Looks pretty bruised. Um, she does have some blood in her eye. Uh not too not the worst bruising I've ever seen but you know sometimes that bruising should take a couple of days for some people you know what I'm saying um he was hitting her in the head if you watch the video let me watch it again yeah he um boom one punch she looked kind of shocked like did this nigga just hit me and then he just kind of starts wailing on her and then walks out see my whole thing is this right and this is where it gets kind of weird and this is where I, I, I have to kind of play devil's advocate you, you, you're putting this into a hate crime thing. Now, the man, by the way, the man has been found and charged with a misdemeanor battery. And I know a lot of people are upset about that. They want him to get, like, aggravated assault. But I technically, that's what it is. And that's the sucky thing about these situations and about the system is that it, it's a technical system. It's not about emotion. I'm, you know... Because in some cases, they'd give you a lesser charge. Some cases, they'd give you a higher charge. I've faced high charges for small situations. Situations that if I were to tell you guys, them, you'd be like, wait, what? How'd you get that charge from doing that? And you, but you got to understand, that's the technicality of it. Um, now, there is going to sometimes be biases. Unfortunately, what people don't realize is that the police just kind of act like a judge and jury, like a temporary judge and jury. So like, or really not even jury, I'll say district attorney. They, they, that's what they kind of are when they're making these arrests. For example, I had a situation. Nah, I don't want to talk about a situation. I don't want to talk about it. Not because, not because it's anything bad. It's definitely not anything embarrassing or anything like that. It has nothing to do with a woman or me hitting nobody. It's not even anything violent. It was like a, we'll just say some fraud shit. You feel me? And uh, scamming or whatever. I just don't want to talk about it, but just just know that it took them three days to figure out what charge they even wanted to give me. Then they gave me a charge, and then it was a certain level of classification. Then when the DA got it, she moved it up to a whole nother. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like they they kind of just could give you whatever they want right there on the spot. Like and that's why people talk, talk, talk about rights. And when I talk to white my white friends, they're like, "Well, what about rights? And you have good." I'm like, "Bro, you're a white. You don't understand like." But for black people, there's no such thing as rights, nigga. It's whatever the fuck the police want to happen right there. And it's gonna, it's going to fucking happen. Like they're gonna charge you with whatever. And when the DA and people like that get a hold of it and realize it's some bullshit, shit, the cops don't get in trouble for it. So they'll just, they don't give a damn. They took you off the streets for a couple days, made your life a little bit miserable. Who gives a fuck, right? But you're saying hate crime. In the video, there's a black man. Oh, I didn't even notice that. There's also a black child in the back. Why did he just attack you? Why did he... Why... See, people, we have to stop letting everybody jump to emotion. See, I've been lied on before, especially by black women. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like a lot of you who can just jump to just believe something. I have... If it doesn't make sense, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
and I have to kind of go off what makes sense. I can't listen to what you say happened because what you say happened doesn't add up. And we have a world now where women in general are, are running this shit. It don't matter if they're not the biggest politicians. It don't matter. They run this shit. Don't ever get it fucking confused. They run this shit and they literally run it off of sympathy and different sympathy cards that they can pull. White women have their own, black women have their own, and black and white women and everybody else share a lot of collective cards. Well, one of the black women's cards is obviously being able to pull a race card, right? Pull a black woman unprotected card, things like that. Megan Thee Stallion, most of you guys, even women, tell me the truth. When you first heard the story with her and Tory Lanez, you believed Megan. Now, not so much. I mean, even seeing Rick Ross, who was very vocal about it, very adamant about, like, damn near them wanting to fight Tory Lanez. Now him and Tory Lanez hanging out. So people are starting to kind of feel differently about that. But how did she get you at first? She got you with this whole black women are unprotected. And I didn't want to tell him because the police be killing black folks these days. Yeah, you know that? Yeah. And you got to crying with her and feeling it. And now you starting to look at it more logically. Like, hold on, sis. You got shot close range in the foot and you were standing up and you was performing a couple weeks later. You got shot in your foot. In your foot that is full of bones, and you started see what I'm saying. But at first, you looked at it emotionally. This is it's okay. A lot of us do that, and this is where I need black people to stop doing because this is why they have so much control about it. And I said in a song, I said, um, and a song I wrote to yesterday actually, um, while I was in the car, I wrote this song and I said in it. Let me see the part where I said, I said, um, I said, I'm just drying off from the brainwashing. They show us crazy shit. We go insane watching. Why you keep showing me the kids dying and giving us leaders who are misguided? You know what I'm saying? Like, like why you, why, why, it's almost like you want me to be upset. Every three days you're giving me something to be like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck is this? Yo, what? Oh, hell no. Oh, man. Oh, hell no. And it's like, you know, it gets you. And, it, and they say, he who angers you controls you. Am I right or am I wrong? Divide and conquer, right? These things are simple art of war. Um, you know, he who angers you controls you. And every day they're trying to find a different way to keep us angry. Um, and sometimes it even comes at the hands of our own people. Now, what I think happened is there was some type of situation that led to some type of rude words. And we all know how black women can kind of be. Y'all can throw a stinger and turn your back. And one thing I can tell you is that one thing that frustrates especially a narcissistic person, but anybody more than anything is when somebody says something and kind of brushes it off, like, nigga, you ain't going to do shit, right? That can get anybody to act out of character. And that doesn't justify punching anybody, let alone a woman, all up in the face, all up in a store. But y'all are really good at that. And I need to talk to my sisters about this. You guys end up in a lot of situations because you don't even realize how provoking you can be sometimes. I don't think black, and I don't blame them anymore because I'm starting to really realize that black women don't really know what they're doing half the time because nobody ever tells them because nobody's allowed to tell them anything. Um, and people are scared of them. I'm going to be the one to tell you because I love you and I want. I don't want to see things like this happen because that could have been my sister because my sister's like that. She will, she'll say some shit and turn around. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie, growing up with her, there have been plenty of times I just wanted to knock her head off. 
You feel me? Like, my dad's pulled a gun on her. The other day, the people at the apartment complex in the office got on, they got into it with her. Um, the neighbor that lived upstairs told her she was going to shoot her. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and my sister's not no gangster. She's not no hood girl at all. She dates a white boy. She watches anime. Like, she grew up completely, like, sheltered. Like, she's not like that. So... This girl, I know she's like that. You feel me? The, the girl that we're looking at, I can just tell by her pictures. And I'm not judging. I'm just keeping it real. We know those type of girls. That's how they can sometimes be. And I think that you weren't getting the attention that you deserved, honestly. I ain't going to say even, I ain't going to knock you. The attention you deserve from the situation, right? Because see, when I look at situations, I don't look at it male and female. I'm not into all that male-female shit when it comes to these. I look at it like human. Like, nigga, you don't just punch somebody in the, in the back of their head while they stand there trying to buy something at a store. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they didn't punch you, you don't punch them. Like, it's as simple as that. Male or female. You, she, if it was a nigga, I'd say the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh... But my whole thing is this, like, you know, realistically, that makes more sense to me than what she's saying. Because, I mean, either that or he's a real pussy, you know, because there's a whole black man right there in the store. You live in Jacksonville because she's she's saying she's saying that the guy walked in and said, you know, I'm tired of your kind. You don't belong here. Get out. Blah, 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 blah. That's what she's saying was said. So I'm now wondering where are these witnesses to corroborate what she's saying? because I just don't I just don't get that vibe from even the video you know what I'm saying as to why it's just you if I'm that big and bold to say it to you I'm gonna say it to the whole store technically I am saying it to the whole store even if I'm only directing it to you because you ain't the only black person in here so what about all the other black people in the very much so have y'all ever been to Jacksonville Florida before Jacksonville Florida is black as a motherfucker that shit black like Atlanta or some shit. Like, that shit black as hell. Like, it's hard to be a racist white person in Jacksonville. Unless you're poor. You ain't got nowhere else to go. Like, and it's 2022. I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. Most racist white people who are that type of racist, they have found other places to go by now, whether they're poor or not. There's other poor places full of white people. It ain't like Jacksonville the only place for poor white people who want to live in Florida. Like, it's other places to go. And trust me, one thing I learned about racist white people like real racist white people don't want to be around niggas like the, the in Jacksonville is not just black people them is niggas down there I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm y'all know it's raw sex I'm gonna keep it real them, them ain't just black folks see like Stone Mountain or not Stone Mountain Tucker Georgia that's them is black folks okay Adamsville them is niggas <laughs> okay Kennesaw has black folks South Cobb them is niggas okay like you feel me like all right Jacksonville, them is some niggas down there. Like, the last thing racist white people want to be around is niggas. They find niggas to be entertaining. Yeah, from a distance where they can choose when to watch you shuck and jive and kill each other. Not right there down the street from where they live. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Um, and don't worry, we're going to address a lot of things in this in this conversation. So if you're looking for certain things for me to say, trust me, I'm going to say them. Um just bear with me i'm, I'm gonna play this as, as as objective as possible and as realistic as possible okay i feel like she wasn't getting the attention that she deserved from this so she put that stamp on there because that's gonna get people going and flowing it's already kind of works right white guy black chick boom him swinging jacksonville deep south what else would you gonna say that would work honestly 
that would get it to the shade room, that would get it to my sign general, that would get it to these people who, you know, they get, they just, this is all they do all day is just, you know, be mad about something that's going on. Like, you know, that Sean King and these people like that, that's, duh. And it makes sense, right? I mean, if she did this with like an Asian guy, we've kind of been like, but with a white bald headed, oh, what? And then that's why they keep throwing now. Now everybody's throwing out his criminal record. It has nothing to do with this case. He was a sex offender. He's beat a uh, aggravated assault charge before. And I think a domestic violence charge. So like they're bringing this up to show like, man, this guy's getting away with everything. Now he's getting a misdemeanor for hitting this girl. Once again, unfortunately, you don't get a higher charge just because it's a woman. And that's what this, that's what fighting someone is called. It's called a battery charge. Some civil battery. If it, if if he would have broke some shit, it could have went into an assault. He didn't break nothing. You know, unfortunately for her. Well, also fortunately, but you get what I'm trying to say. If she wanted this to go to another level. Now, they're probably going to push this now. Go down there and protest and bother these motherfuckers until they try to turn into a hate crime. But overall, for right now, the technicality stands. It sucks. It, it really does. But it's kind of the same thing with the Breonna Taylor case. And I was trying to tell people. They was like calling me a coon and a sellout because I was trying to tell them, bro, these cops are not going to jail for this one. We got the George Floyd cop. We getting the Ahmaud Arbery cop. Um, well, guys, you know what I'm saying? Like... I hate to say it, but she's not, they're not getting arrested. And everybody's like, you're a fucking coon yourself. I'm like, no, it's not that I don't want them to get arrested. I think that was the most terrible thing that can happen. But just based off the technicality of it, they can't get arrested for it. They had, they had that city, unfortunately, has a stupid ass no-knock warrant. It was allowed. And then here's what's crazy. When, once they took off the no-knock warrant, everybody celebrated. I said, y'all are some dumbass people. Y'all see how emotional y'all are? You don't even, you're not even smart. By them taking it off now, making it illegal, all that does is solidify the act even more. Because it just shows that, well, during the time, they had every right to do a no-knock warrant. Then the people are going to say, argue with, well, they were at the wrong house. You're 100% correct. But these are also cops who don't expect to come into a house and get shot at. Breonna Taylor... Is not going to get justice, not because of the cops, not because of the sergeant who gave the wrong address, simply because of the boyfriend. And I'm not even knocking the boyfriend. That's why it's one of the worst situations I think I've honestly ever seen publicly, bro. Because it's literally like this, like catch twenty two in any way you slice it. Like the you you say it's the boyfriend's fault, but you you, you give him a pat on the back because it's like, well, you know, he was just trying to protect this girl. You say it's the police fault, but they were just technically doing their job. They had every right to go into the house. That's the house they were told to go to. You know, the only person I can even think to be really held accountable legally for this is whoever gave them that address, which I can almost guarantee you that person probably wasn't there. That's the guy sitting in a police precinct sending his goons to go do the dirty work, which is serve these fuck ass warrants. I've had warrants in my life, so I know how these things work. I've had them come into a house shotguns everything put it to my ex's face all of that while i was in the bathroom we had just never mind uh it's not y'all business but you know what i'm saying at least i had got some that day you know <laughs> hey, i went to jail with a fresh nut you hear me fresh hey niggas nigga 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 shit still was starving you heard like nah but anyways all jokes aside so basically what you have to understand is that Putting that stamp on it will give it the attention it needs. But if you're lying, that's not good. 
it's not because you're not you're you know that that man might not be racist at all um he definitely has some serious issues he needs to work on if he's a sex offender domestic violence abuser and now he's just beating women up in stores in the middle of the fucking daytime but like at the same time like to put these words in his mouth if they're not true i mean i wasn't there right she could be telling the truth she might not be um but what i will say is that i just find it odd i mean i would believe the story more if she was the only person in the store even if the cashier guy was black still if she was the only person in the store i'd believe it more and i would still want to know okay well why did he say that so you didn't do anything ghetto anything ratchet you didn't do anything that would make him want to say that not saying it's the led to the fight but what I'm just I'm just trying to get to understand where the where so where did this random hate speech come from from a white man who is a Jacksonville resident in a city full of niggas at 50 something years old where does this random hate speech come from why only directed to only you in the store that little baby that was that popped up in the back so what that tells me is there's actually more than her in the store because if you watch the video the guy that comes around, we're going to talk about that guy in a second too. That guy that comes around the corner, that black guy who just kind of stood there and didn't do anything. The child wasn't with him. You see the child pop up and look and see, oh shit, they fighting and she runs to the corner. So who was that child with? So there was another, and that child is black. So I'm guessing that that black child was either with an older kid or with a parent. Somebody else was black. Why you? Why you? Now, if and I hate to say this black woman, but I'm just telling you the truth. If if black women that look like her, I'll tell you her Instagram page so you can go look at her yourself. Her her Instagram page is XX period R V Y M E. That's XX period R V Y M E. If if black girls who look like her. And you know what I'm, I'm noticing about this picture, this video too, bro. I just noticed. They're both wearing similar colored shirts. No, not even similar. They're both wearing dark green shirts. Her and the white man. She's looking like she just got off work and so is he. Did they know each other? Were they with each other? Does look like a very frustrating, you know, set of blows that he's throwing there. You know, it's giving domestic violence vibes. Honestly, if I could be quite honest with you. I mean, he does have a history with that type of shit now, don't he? I, I, I'm just saying, these stories, these theories that I'm coming with make a little bit more sense of what she's saying. When you look at it from a logical perspective, you take your emotions from it, take away your emotions, take away this, this man, the white man and the black man, and we gotta, and the, uh, uh, uh. take that away for a second, watch the video several times, and tell me, does that make sense to you? You see the black man come around the corner, look, the kid runs out, the kid come from the corner. Unless this, and, and that, if that that black man's kid, he just a fuck nigga all the way around. He let the man say racist shit. He let the man get beat up the girl, and he left his kid behind. Who is this nigga? <laughs> Who's the black guy in this video? Somebody find this nigga. But nah, but okay. So here's the thing about it too. I want to talk about. Now here's the here's here's another thing I have to address. So black women, of course, are all over the internet running around the. They're, they they seem to be more mad at the black guy in the video than the white guy. They, I guess they expected him to just go full crash out mode for this random black chick he probably more than likely does not know. And here's what I want you to consider, black woman. Consider the fact that a lot of black men are 
dealing with a lot of legal troubles and they're traumatized in ways that you would never understand. I'm going to go ahead and just open up with you guys a little bit. I think about jail more than I think about sex. I want you to go and Google how often they say men think about sex in one day. I think it's like 7,000. I cannot get jail out of my brain. I haven't been to jail in over a year. And I'm telling you, I cannot get it out of my brain. All right? Like, you don't understand. And it's not about getting beat up or anything like that in the jail. You know, when I, you know, you know, my, my thing with jail has nothing to even do with, I mean, yes, I do think about those things, but not really. Cause I, I ain't never gotten to it with nobody for real in the jail. And every time I have, I hold my ground. My thing is just being, just being in there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and y'all don't realize how traumatizing that can be. And, and, and I'm not putting that on this brother. I don't know him, but I think it's a safe assumption that he might have been on probation. He could have been on parole. You never know. And when you get on those things and you finally get to that point in life where you're like, I'm done with this, but I have to still kind of finish my consequences. Trust me when I tell you this from the bottom of my heart, black women, no offense, but we don't want to get involved with shit. It ain't nothing. I could put you on the phone with my homeboy right now and he'll tell you what I told him last year when he asked me just to come outside. I said, bro, I don't come outside the house after nine o'clock no more. What? Why are you getting scared? What happened to you? I said, I don't come out. There's nothing out there in the world for me after 9 p.m. I've already ate my dinner. I do not work at night anymore unless I have to. Okay. There is nothing getting in a car with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go over to this guy. I don't even know these guys. I am. No, I am not putting myself in any form of risk anymore. Not for you or anybody else and he ragged me for months he brought it up just what was that two two three days ago right this is like my this is like my brother i grew up with him I, matter of fact this is my brother i grew up with him and i told him stress i do not come outside after nine o'clock no more he wanted me to get involved with some other things to get some money and i really needed that extra money i said i, I said i do not do things like that i wouldn't sell you a dime bag of weed right now i don't smoke i don't drink I have a drink every now and then socially. I had a drink on Mother's Day. Um, that reminded me why I shouldn't drink. Okay. Like, uh, I don't, I, you, I, I am I am as narrow and squared out as I could possibly be. I am a complete lame. I don't go to clubs. The only type of fun I like to go have nowadays is go bowling in the daytime, in the suburbs, like skating rinks. I don't do shit. All right, and I'm not gonna lie. I have a, I never mind. I can't say that I have, but you know, I'm I am protected. Yes, that's just about it. All right, like I don't I fly as narrow as you could possibly. I'm pretty sure Jesus committed more crimes than I do. Straight up at this point. All right, and it's not even about crimes no more. I've been stopped committing crimes. Now I just don't want to put myself in any situation. I don't have no reason to be out running around Atlanta at one o'clock in the morning for what? I've already did that anyway. I've done it. I've stood on top of cars, pouring liquor in, in girls' mouths. I poured liquor in everybody's mouth, standing on your couch in your house. I done did all of that cocaine off of people's. Off, no, I said people's. That sounded gay. I done done. <laughs> yeah, God, no, y'all gonna try me, man? No, not of no. My mama never did it off no nigga, nothing like that. I'm just saying. But I done did cocaine off a woman's bodies before. I done took body shots off of her stomach before. I done 
I, I was that nigga. Like the fuck. Like yes, shooting in the air in the middle of the night. We do. We done did it all. Hanging out of windows. All of it. All of it. I was like a fucking get him to the Greek montage. All right. Like I was that type of nigga. Like for a long time, I was that type of nigga. Like that's why he was shocked when I told him I don't even want to come outside after nine o'clock no more. I said from now on, if you want to pull up, you could pull up here. We can hang out here. We can go to this place, that place, and that place, and that's it. I'm not riding with you to homeboy in them house. No, I don't want to go to East Atlanta. No, I'm not. Uh-uh. Don't come over here smelling like weed. If your car smells like weed, I'm not getting in it with you. Like, simple stuff like that, bro. I do not play, bro. I do not play. I do not play at all. Like, no type of games. Like, none of it's not worth it, right? I mean, there's always going to be those unavoidable situations. However... I cannot sit up there and play with my life like that. And the women, the women that I've dated recently or whatever like that, they have to understand the same thing, right? So they have to understand, like, if you want to hang out, I mean, we got to hang out early. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not picking you up at nine o'clock and we, no, no. If that's what you're looking to do anyway, I don't want you because I don't, that, we're not, we're not building that way. There's plenty of things to do. We can go to aquariums, we can go to museums, we can go to parks. We can, you know what I'm saying? We can do all kinds of stuff, fun stuff. Like, until I get myself in a situation where I have a little bit of leg room, I cannot risk it. I'm not risking the biscuit, all right? I've been flying straight and narrow. They put me on papers. I'm on papers until I'm off papers, right? That's all y'all need to know. That's all I'm going to say on this podcast. But what y'all don't realize is, and I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm drilling you with this because I'm trying to paint a picture for you so you can really feel it because I know... A lot of black men hold these things in and don't tell y'all this. So I'm going to speak for a lot of black men here and maybe even a lot of Spanish men and maybe even some white boys as well. We got to start saying white boys, white men as well. You know what I'm saying? That when you start, when you start to say to yourself, I'm done, I'm done throwing up. I'm, I'm, I'm done cleaning out my nostrils. I am seriously, some of y'all laughing, but I'm dead ass serious. I'm done cleaning up shattered glass. I'm for real. Why y'all sitting there playing? I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm done trying to pick up shells off the ground. I'm done having to dump shells in the ground, throwing guns around. I'm done getting locked up. I'm done looking at my knuckles hurting. I'm done. I'm fucking done. There's not really much that can get you to be undone, bro. Unless you my mama, my woman, or my child. I'm sorry, but you're kind of on your own. You know? You know what I'm saying? And that's why I really do not believe this whole racism thing now that I think about it. Because I really, I really at least want to believe that that brother would have at least said something. And the reason why he just looking like shit, she on her own, it is because he knows something that we don't know. He knows, man, you done you done pop you done pop some serious shit. And now you done got popped in your shit. And hey, you know, I already got other shit going on. I, I can't help you. And I'm damn sure not going to risk anything for someone who I feel like not to say deserves it, but you've definitely earned your way into what you've got. Now, do you know the difference between deserving something and earning something? In a situation like this, if you're popping crazy shit and you're turning your back and you being like bitch ass nigga, like you're emasculating a grown ass man. Y'all know y'all are good for that. Let's keep it. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you what people whew, too scared to tell you. What's that? I'm telling you what two people too scared to tell you. Y'all are known for emasculating men, right? And treating us like we're little boys or beneath you. And when you do that type of stuff to a man who's not used to it, it can make him act in ways that he's not used to acting. 
See, this is why women for the longest time used to almost try to pacify other women and tell them, girl, don't do that. You know, these men. And y'all be like, no, 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 no. And now, well, this is what no, no, no leads to. They were telling you this because they just, those women just simply understood the nature of men. Just like men have no choice but to learn and understand the nature of women. That's why when we see y'all scratching up a dude's car and destroying his tires, we be like, damn, sis, what he done did? And we just keep walking because we understand the nature of women. We've grown over the last hundreds of years to accept that when y'all are some type of way, y'all going to act out of character. Those women from the 80s and 70s and 90s and before that would tell women, don't do that to no man. He might beat your ass. And y'all looked at those women like they were weak. No, those women just came to accept the nature of men. All right, humans have a disgusting nature. That's why God had to send Jesus because he couldn't deal with us. He was like, I'm, I can't. And when I do send my son, I have to send him in your flesh so that way he can understand you a little bit better because I can't ever be your flesh. That will make me not God. I can send my son down there and bring him into your flesh so he can understand your temptations he can understand why you're angry i don't understand why you did that i'm god i'm holy people don't understand holy is means cleanly it means it means pure like completely pure right that's why babies are so precious because they're tearful but for the most part they're completely pure right so and some of y'all that are spiritual, you know why I said for the most part. I'm not going to explain that, right? So so my whole thing is this, right? As far as that, that man, before we just jump to black men don't protect women, he's a pussy, he's a bitch-ass nigga. No, nah, a white man would have helped a white woman in that situation, which is not true. I've seen that with my own two eyes several times. And when I say several, I don't just mean one or twice. I'm talking a lot of times have I seen white men completely stand there as white women were being attacked it was us that had to help the woman if anything or another woman had to help her right seen it plenty of time mind you guys that i spent most of my teenage years in a more white area okay so trust me they have their issues just as much as y'all do they just don't jump to throw their race on it like we do as a people when they have issues, they just say these men or whatever. They don't say white men or white women. They don't. They don't do that, you know. And there's a deep reason for why we do that. So I need you to understand. Don't don't beat yourself up about it. I'll explain that one day why everything is black women, black men, black people, black 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 black. But other races don't have to do that. They just look at each other for whatever's going on, right? We were trained and programmed to do that to each other in a way that is very divisive. That's why our race is the most split up race than any other race there is, right? And it's not just gender, it's sexuality, it's religion. It's, I mean, we're very split up um, and, and not in a productive way. I think division is a beautiful thing. Um, it's a very beautiful thing. And the white race has made it work in their favor. But I think our, our divisiveness is just is destructive. And I'll explain that in another episode. Go ahead and stay tuned. Go ahead and subscribe or whatever you got to do to, to be tapped in with raw sex. So before we just jump to he's he's a he's a pussy black man. He blah, 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 blah. Look, at the end of the day, my kid, my freedom, my sanity. Right. Because that, that that jail shit make you insane. Especially when you keep going back, keep going back, keep going back. Um, all of these things. You know, my, my mom, my wife, shit, the job I just got. You don't know what what that man has going on. And as a black man, we don't, once again, we don't have rights. Like, we jump in a situation like that, 
It's now two black people and this one white guy. Look, I've seen that happen, bro. Personally, I don't know. I, I ain't gonna say I would do the same. I would have handled it how he handled it. But just jumping to just beat this dude up, maybe not. I probably would have got behind his ass, put him in a nice little headlock, held him down to the police came. But like, I ain't finna just be in there. Just what y'all want him to see. What y'all want him to do is crash out. Let's keep it real. Y'all really wanted him to crash out. Y'all wanted that black man to crash out, say fuck whatever he got going on. Because I'm pretty sure he woke up that morning. Like, I'm going to go to the store and save somebody from getting their ass whooped. Like, nah. He woke up that morning. He had to go do whatever he had to go do. Right? Which probably was nothing. Uh, obviously, he looked like he wasn't doing shit. <laughs> Let me not try to act like I'm his fucking lawyer. That nigga look like he finna go home and smoke some weed. Am I lying? Look at that nigga. He look like, he like damn, man. Y'all niggas ruining my fucking eye. God damn all this fire and shit. Shut the hell up. Look, he was really trying to get to the to the front to hurry and buy his his cigarillos and his black and mouth so he can go and get get up out of here for the police come. He probably got a warrant. That's what I'm saying. He might have a warrant too. He might have a serious warrant though. But y'all don't care about that. Y'all don't care about that. All you want to hear, and it's like, bro, what do you want from black men? Because every other day you don't want anything from us until it's time for one of us to lay down our lives and risk anything for you and then we don't know how crazy this man is we don't know what that white man had on him and what that black man didn't have on him if, if you could read between if you know what i'm trying to say you know what i'm saying because he might not be like me you know what i'm saying he might not be like me because you know you know me baby you know me you know what i'm saying you feel me <laughs> as we speak you heard <laughs> you heard that yeah he might not be like me you know what i'm saying and I'm at home, chilling, you feel me? Like, yo, at the end of the day, you don't really know what's going on, what the backstory is. You're just going off what this one woman has told you, and it has triggered your emotions, it's triggered your programming, it's triggered your software that's been installed in your brain, it's triggered you in ways that you didn't, you can't even contain or explain. And now you're just jumping off the handle, and you, it's just this... And it's this tension that's been built up. And it's like, oh, here we go. See, I knew it. The black man. And you want to believe these narratives because these narratives, they've coddled you. These narratives have become your comforter, your sweater. They keep you warm at night. They keep you warm in the daytime. They keep you warm when you're on the outside. They protect you. They they give you excuses. They give you justifications to do certain things and to treat people certain types of ways. So, of course, the first thing your brain goes to is, oh, look, I told you the black man don't protect us. Yep, see, another one. Yep, mm-hmm. It, but I don't see that. I don't see that. Thank you, black man, for protecting us. When there are videos, and if you need help, I can show you plenty of videos where black men have jumped for random women, and damn near risked it, risked it all for her. And that's what you want to see, the black man. That's what makes a black man a real man. Is are you going to risk everything for us? The white man does not have to do that. You think he does, but trust me, he does not. Trust me when I tell you. See. A lot of you guys at home, black men, black women, y'all problem is y'all talk about a lot of shit you've never actually experienced. You're just going off what somebody told you. See, the beautiful thing about my life is I've, I've lived such a diversified life from living. I'd have been homeless. I'd have been in mansions. I done everything. You know what I'm saying? I ain't say I've done it all, but I didn't seen for the most part the, the, the best sides and worst sides of both worlds. Um, I grew up in a split household, so... In the, on, on the weekdays, I was in one area. On the weekends, I was in another area. And on the weekends, I was dealing with a different lifestyle than the lifestyle I was living in the other. So I, I, I grew up seeing it all. And 
that's why I feel so like comfortable speaking the way I speak. I don't know how some of y'all feel so comfortable speaking the way you speak. You have never experienced these things. I'm telling you, they don't have to be that way in their community. Trust me when I say that. All right. Um, the tough guy, a lot of the times in the white community is the white woman. Um, all right. A lot of people don't have to be that way. But you want us to completely crash out. Mind you, we don't have the privilege and we don't have the space to always crash out. Us crashing out can lead to us getting a knee on our neck. Us crashing out can lead to us getting our heads blown off. Then now you you, you talk about protect black women. But now my mother, my daughter, my sister, my baby mother and my wife. And all my homegirls in my neighborhood, my church aunties, all of them are now left behind because I had to jump for Miss Ratchet, who for some reason is always in fucking help, always needs some help, always in some situation. I mean, why is it always you? Why is it always you? You know, I mean, I thought we were the hated ones. Like, why is it always you? At what point do you start to ask yourself, wait, why is it always us? Are we not, are ladies, now, imagine I'm a black woman, right? Girl, is we doing something? I mean, what are we, hold on, wait, before we just jump to jump on a white man, jump on a black man, jump on the white woman, there's got to be something that we're doing, right? No, maybe not. I don't know. You know, ask yourself that question. It's time for you guys to start asking yourself questions. I can't give you everything because you don't listen. But what I will say is this, Right? We don't always know these situations. And I, I know from my own experiences and what I'm even going through currently as we speak and the transformation process that I'm in, had I been that guy, I would not have jumped on that white man. I'm just telling you the truth. Call me pussy, call me coon, call me sellout. I'll take it because guess what? That's also part of my transformation is understanding that what you call me, don't make me shit. It don't, it don't, if you're going to call me that. I check my bank account. Whatever's in there before, it's going to be the same. It, it, as long as I can... Keep trying to make a way to build this legacy. Keep building up my my family and trying to please God. That's all that I really care about. I'll be a coon, sellout, pussy boy, whatever. Because nine out of ten of y'all are not going to do shit to me. Shit to me. You're going to talk your talk as long as you don't touch me or pull out a gun or a knife on me or my family. You can call me whatever name you want to call me. But at the end of the day, I am going home to them. And I am not going to not go home to them for one of you. That goes to black women, white women, Spanish women, Asian women, uh, fucking women from Venus and Jupiter as well. That goes for any of you niggas, any of you men, boys, males, homies, broskies, or whatever the hell you brothers call yourself these days. All right. So that's what people have to understand. Stop jumping to throw your your stupid narratives that you need to literally exist. Your whole identity has become based and rooted in victimhood and complaining and whining. I love this show, Dear White People, and when the African guy says, you know, it's like you Americans need something to complain about. It's like as if if you had nothing to complain about, your whole identity is just gone. And he was right. It's like it's like we just need something to complain about. That's something I, I literally had that epiphany in the in the car today. I was riding around doing DoorDash and I was just thinking, and I was like, man, you know, it's like, you know, and I was thinking about how I've grown to have a certain type of bias or dislike. And before I had this dislike, I had this dislike. And I noticed that I don't dislike that thing anymore. And now I'm deciding I don't dislike this thing anymore. I'm like, okay, well now what do I do? (laughs) 
I need something else to dislike. Hurry up, give me something, give me something, give me something. And they know, why don't we try living a life where we just don't focus on the things we dislike and focus on things that we do like? And then maybe we'll start to see something change. It's called collective frequency, collective energy. You know what I'm saying? If everybody kind of thinking the same thing, even the Bible say where two or three, where two or three meet and pray, I'll be there or something like that. He said, basically saying like, he basically was saying, you got to put your energy together. That's why I've been even telling people lately, like pray for me. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm about to go through this right here. You think you could pray for me on this? And I, then I'll go to my mom. She's a prayer warrior. I'm like, hey, mom, pray for me. She's like, I pray for you all the time. I don't know. Pray for this. Though. I need a specific thing prayed for. So, okay, cool. So we all going to pray at the same time. You know, and even her church, they, they used to like to do this. When something was going on with one of the members, they would all fast. Like, they would be like, oh, snap, somebody needs to get surgery. Or somebody broke their leg or going through a divorce or something like that. All right, we all going to fast and pray for them for three days. And they would do these things and sometimes not even tell the person that was going, that they were doing it for, that they were doing it. They done did it for me plenty of times. I think that's why I'm, why I'm still here. Cause I've been, in, like I told you, I used to be the wild boy. Okay, I was, I was out of the snow. That's why I used to love the movie Get Him to the Greek. I was like, yo, that's me. <laughs> that, wait, that's me. <laughs> He's like the white version of me. You know what I'm saying? I used to literally like, like to, I mean, I still love it, but I used to really love that movie because I used to watch it and be like, that's literally me. I'm just not as rich as him. Like, that's how I live my life. Like, every day was like Project X to see. Um, like, you know, just with a big twist of street niggaism. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like a street hippie, stoner, cool ass nigga. That sold a lot of fucking weed. <laughs> I was that nigga. You know, you that nigga when you were young and you're the weed man. Comes to the party. I got the weed. Everybody like, oh shit, weed man. Hey, you got some coke too? Yeah, I got some coke. You got some Molly? You know I got Molly. Like, I was doing Molly before Molly was even, what y'all even, like, before rappers even talk about Molly, we was doing Molly. Like, we had, like, cans of that shit. <laughs> like, we didn't even think it was like, a, like something cool. We just did it to have fun and feel good like we didn't even look at it like like that's why I hate rap music sometimes man I should take everything and just make it like lame and make it too cool like almost where it becomes lame anyways thank god for for rappers rapping about Molly cause that's literally why I stopped doing it I ain't gonna lie cause I knew once the rappers rap about it the niggas was gonna start doing it and then once niggas got their hand on it they gonna start to try to bootleg it you know, niggas always want to try to find a way to cut cut a fucking corner. So I'm like, <laughs> for real, next thing you know, it was true. Even my white friends, they would come to me and be like, bro, I bought some meth. I'm like, what are you, why are you doing meth? See, I'm like, that's that white boy shit, see? They're like, no, I bought it from this dude downtown. He said it was Molly. I'm like, mm. Niggas selling meth as Molly now. Mm-mm-mm. Can't do me like that. Yep, I'm done. Thanks, we had our fun. We're done with Molly. Where's the shrooms? Bring back them shrooms. <laughs> For real. But all jokes aside, right? Like, the point of what I'm trying to say is that people go through different transformations. People go through different things. People don't owe you anything. And then, let's talk about this. You, you have, and and I know a lot of black women are not going to like what I'm about to say. This is where it's starting to get offended. That's why I saved it for the last part, so... You can go ahead and exit out of it if you don't want to be offended, right? But I'm going to say it anyway. You've sat here for, to my better knowledge, a decade. Some would argue, some people older than me would argue it's been longer than that. 
to me has been like about a decade. You sat here and you've told the whole world you don't need your men. You've told the whole world that you don't respect your men. You've told the whole world that you don't, some of you have even told the whole world you don't even love your men, all you divested queens, right? You sat, and it's, it's funny that the divested queens are the main ones talking shit. <laughs> Yay, whoa. Let's not go there. Real, let's not go there. And it's like, you sat there and you told these people these things, and in any other realm of reality, the whole world would look at the, that person and be like, well, you said you didn't need them, right? I mean, just think about it this way. If, if I told my wife, I don't need you, I don't love you, I don't respect you, and then tomorrow she decided to hand me some divorce papers, I can't cry about it, right or wrong. So it's just like, it's the same energy. And you see, y'all be thinking that y'all, y'all, y'all deserve this special exclusive energy where anything that makes sense in any other conversation should not make sense with you. That's why a lot of y'all saying it's not the same. No, what's what's the difference? It, you see, your problem is you keep looking at it from a black perspective. And I get why you do, because you believe that we're behind and we need to come together to get better. And I, and I agree. However, you can't sit up there and expect someone to want to jump to protect you. Now, how does that sound? See, see how y'all don't like it? See how you want exclusive energy? Isn't that the same thing you said about Kevin Samuels when he died and y'all making fun of him and then we came at y'all for making fun of him? Well, you can't pick on people forever and then think that they're going to like you when you die. Mm. So you should understand why maybe a black man who may not be on probation, may not be on parole, may not be thinking about his daughter or his sister to go home to, he might just simply feel like, no, fuck them. Right? You sat here and either A, you said these things, or B, you backed these things up, or C, you try to turn a blind eye to it. And then there's that rare D, which is the ones who did say something, but I'm sorry, ma'am, I hate to break it to you, and I'm not saying this to insult you or minimalize what your your efforts, however, it's just not enough. Not saying to say you're not doing enough, but the, the numbers don't match up. Sorry. You know, and at that point, it's just wasted effort. I'm just keeping it real. We appreciate it. Uh, we really do. But unfortunately, it's just, I mean, the only people that actually hear it are the people who don't really need to hear it, which is me. <laughs> Other black men. Like, who needs to hear it is these black women who are on the internet calling us bullet bags just several days after the Buffalo shooting. You know, these are black women calling us conquered by the white man. And then we watch you get conquered by a white man. And it's like, well, what did you want me to do? You sat up there and you, you called us these things. You called us dusties. The dude in that video, he looks like a dusty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things that you guys have done. You told us you were independent. You keep, you go on the internet and say that we're the new niggas. Shit, well, that's what niggas do is fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, niggas fight in stores. Well, welcome to being a new nigga. That's what you said. You said you're the new nigga, right? Um, we, we sat here and watched you say and push out a lot of energy. You're a very rebellious to the black man, the heterosexual black man. And that's, and that's who's going to protect you, you know? And, I, you know, when I, watched the, when I watched some of these comments, I almost wanted to come and tell somebody, like, yo, why don't y'all get the gay guy? Why don't y'all go ask the gay guys for protection? That's who you... That's who you run behind. So run behind them. You know what I'm saying? And who knows? Maybe some gay guys would have jumped that jumped upon that white guy. I don't know. Just like there's plenty of heterosexual men who would have too. You cannot you cannot hold that guy over every black man. 
Because you want you would not want us to hold one black woman over every black woman. You would not want me to watch a video, would you? Black woman, let me ask you this serious question that's talking shit. Would you want me to watch one video of something that y'all have done and hold every black woman for it? Come on now, let's be real. Don't try to don't bullshit me. Don't cheat me like that. You know, like my coach used to always tell me, you ain't cheating me, you're cheating yourself. Okay, don't cheat yourself like that. Keep it real. Because if we were to move off the same energy y'all move off of, y'all be done. And you wouldn't have to worry about us not protecting you. We'd be the ones punching you in the face. I'm just telling you the truth. So let's not go there. Because at the end of the day, I got I, I could show you a million videos and we could just pick which one. We could we could literally blindfold me. I spin around in the corner, spin I mean spin around in a circle, and I just land on a video. And whichever video I land on, I guarantee it'll be it'd be bad enough for me to go ahead and just write y'all off as whatever that girl's doing in that video. Am I right or am I wrong? You know it. You've seen plenty of videos yourself. We just watched a black woman beat up her baby while she's screaming at the baby talking about, yeah, just because your daddy didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> like she's beating up a little one and one year old because the baby didn't pick up, because the baby daddy didn't pick up the phone, but he posted something on social media. What if, what if I use that against you, right? What if I used, what if I used these videos of y'all twerking on little kids? Suki Honda just twerked on 10 year old boy. Huh? What about Ari Fletcher who got her son in the strip club? I mean, when, when we keep going, like when we keep naming shit, like, what about what about a video of that black lady who ran over her boyfriend, got out of the car, took the bumper off her own car and started beating him, beating him with it. And all those black women who stood around. That's another thing. We watch you guys allow the whole world to attack us and you stand by them. You stand by the white man. Cynthia G allowed a white man for 45 minutes to drag black man into name through the mud. Kevin Samuels checked a white woman before she could even start. Let's not go there. Right. We sit there and we watch video after video of y'all attacking black men. With guns, knives, your cars, while other black women stood there and watched. Black men is too. None of them jumped in and helped. Okay? And we sat there and we watched that. We see these things. These things build up in your brain. Why would you want to jump up and risk everything that you have going on? Because any I, I tell you this all the time. See, I come from this environment where I've seen little fistfights become death. And I'm gonna tell you this right now. That this is why I try to avoid fist fights at all possible. Because to me, a fist fight is 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 murder. There's no point of us sitting there scrapping. Not at my age, you know what I'm saying? Like if I can help it, I probably won't ever fight again a day in my life. Because the way my mindset these days is, if it, if it's gonna be a real fist fight, like we really finna fight, but we gonna fight till either the police pull up and pull us off of each other, until our arms become spaghetti and we can't hit each other no more, or until one of us is dead. All that knockout shit, that's that's over with. Because if I get knocked out, I got to come back and see you again tomorrow. And that's just going to lead to somebody dying. So it's just like, there's no point of it at that point. If it ain't if it ain't worth my life, because I know I'm not the biggest, baddest guy in the world, right? If it's not worth my life, I can't fuck your life. If it's not worth my life, I don't see what I'm fighting you for. It's got to be some other way to handle this situation. Which is more than likely me saying, fuck you, walk away. Because tomorrow morning, I'm not going to care about whatever the fuck you said about me. And more importantly than tomorrow morning, six months from now, I'm probably not going to remember this situation. But if I'm locked up, dead, or you're dead, I'm definitely going to remember this situation. But six months from now, I won't be mad. That's why I told him one time. I said, I said, if you ever in a situation that's not impulsive. I told my little homie this. He wanted to, he wanted to kill this dude. I said, if you're ever in a situation that's not impulsive and you want to kill somebody, here's what I want you to do. Especially if you know where that nigga live, you know everything about him. Give it six months. He didn't understand what I was trying to tell him. And I broke it down to him. I said, give it six months. 
if it's really whatever it is, if it's that serious, trust me, you'll still be angry enough or at least you'll have the right mind enough to go do it and not be sloppy. Give it six months. Not to mention, nigga, you won't be a suspect no more. Give it six months. If it really bothers you that much, it will bother you again in six months. Because right now you're just mad because you're just mad right now. But two weeks from now, you're not going to be mad no more. But had you killed that man, you got to live with that for the rest of your life. Give it six months. If whatever he did to you is that bad, I guarantee you six months from now, you will still, you'll wake up six months from now and be like, all right, I, get, I gave it six months. Yeah, I still want that nigga dead. Go and do it then, bro. Who am I to stop you? It's human. We're humans. We're going to kill. People have been killing since the beginning of time. Beginning of time. The beginning of time have people been murdering people. So go ahead and kill. You gave it to six months. Go ahead and kill. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same, it's the same concept, right? It's the same concept. If you want to see something, give it some time. If it's that serious, it'll still be there. Right? So at the end of the day, I my to my to my to my black woman, I'm just keeping it real with you. I'm just speaking, I'm expressing myself. I'm expressing myself for others as well. I know I'm not a voice for every black man, but I'm a voice for a lot of black men. I'm not a voice for every black man, but I'm a voice for any black man. How about that? Is that better? All right. So with that being said, I'm telling you that a lot of brothers and you've seen it in the comments. Some of y'all saw it in the comments today. A lot of niggas was like, well, shit, y'all want to be independent. You say y'all need us. You said it like niggas is like on some tit for tit- that shit with it. And you have to understand that. You have to understand, especially when you're talking about something as detrimental as risking one's life. Because like I said, a fist fight is risking, is risking life. That's risking life. You know what I'm saying? Because you hit your head the wrong way. You know, you get hit in the stomach the wrong way. You know, um, a lot of shit. And then you don't even know what people are going through medically. That's another thing. You know, I had a, I had a medical issue. And my biggest fear during the medical issue was like, man, I hope I don't get into it with nobody and they hit me right here. Because if they do, I'm probably going to die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just dead ass. It it, it don't have to be no big nigga. It don't have to be nobody who really know how to fight. If they just hit me the wrong way in this area, this organ's probably going to, like, burst, and I'm probably going to pass away. And unfortunately, this brother who just wanted to prove a point is now going to have a fucking lot of points that he got to prove to a judge and jury. You know what I'm saying? So, it was just like, eh. You know, I was just like, yo... Like, this is, let me just make sure I definitely stay out of anybody's way because it's def, that's nothing that these niggas can say to me walking down the street, walking into a gas station, walking into anything can ever be that serious where I just want to go ahead and risk my whole stomach. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, yo, I got to be careful, right? And you have to understand that's just how life works sometimes. You have to understand that sometimes things ain't always going to work out that way. Like I said, I personally, for right now, until I see otherwise, I do not believe the racist story. I just don't. Um, I believe there was something else going on. It's like I said, they're both wearing these very similar colored shirts. I really believe that they probably knew each other at this point. Um, it's still a, that's a that's a loose theory. I mean, but what are the odds of two people wearing khaki pants and green shirts in the same store, though? Right. That you get into a fist fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. A lot of you girls these days like to have these sugar daddies and you like to have these, you got these work husbands and things like that. It wouldn't shock me if in the next couple of weeks we find out that, that they actually know each other. Um, they actually know each other beyond this, this video. It wouldn't shock me at all. Um, but yeah, 
you have to understand that there's going to be a lot of black men who don't help you in these situations strictly because of the energy that they've seen from you on the internet and in real life um then you have other black men like myself who are not going to help you strictly because shit i'm sorry i'm not helping nobody right now you know except for mine and mine's only um so yeah that's just the overall how i feel about this whole situation And I also just want to just add before I go really quickly that I'm sorry that this happened to this woman. Um, It was not right at all. And justice obviously will be served in some form or fashion. So there's that. And my advice to black women is to, um, for one, understand that there's a reason why you were created. Um, Understand that there's a reason why that we're all here together you know, on the same planet. And, and if, cause if, if it was just about testing, God could have just created different dimensions for every human to, to live in, you know, but we're all living here together. We're all coexisting, sharing this space. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a pick me. There's nothing wrong with learning men, understanding men platonically and romantically. Um, there's nothing wrong with, uh, talking to men. Stop listening to single women. Try to tell you what men are. Stop listening to gay men try to tell you what men are to come talk to men. You know, we'll, you know, if you if you come with open arms and open ears, we will tell you the truth, you know, until we see that you just can't handle it, which most of you probably can't. But you need to start watching more Mansphere videos. You need to watch. You need to follow Hoodville. You need to do these things. You need to follow whoever you need. You feel like you need to watch Fresh and Fit. You need to go watch. Watch Kevin Samuels. You can now unfortunately but fortunately catch up because there's not going to really be much more that comes out so you can go back and watch almost all the episodes you know what i'm saying you need to, you need to do these things um if you're here you're already you're already you're already on the right path you know you need to understand men we take our time to understand you guys the i know a lot of men don't treat you the way you deserve or you feel like you deserve but a lot of the time that's also a reflection of you and that's the thing is a single woman Kendra G's and all these women y'all listen to these what's her name B Simone's and all these hoes you listening to they won't tell you that part they'll sit in there and make fun of Martin Luther King you, that should tell you who you listening to right there you need to go ahead and get away from that shit and listen to men um, the world was a better place for you when you listen to men as you see you think it's better for you now because you can wear whatever you want and these things have they, they lead to no avail they just leave you feeling empty anyway you know, so let's keep it real. You know what's going on. Stop running from yourself. Stop running from your own femininity. Stop running from your own womanhood. Talk to men. Get to know men. Learn men. Get a man in your life. You know what I'm saying? Get a man in your life. If this was a random attack, I guarantee you he saw her before she came in the stove. Had she had her man with her, I don't think he would have did that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't hear about black girls out with their black boyfriends getting beat up. I'm just saying. Not often, at least. I mean, random, rare, isolated situations cannot account for everybody. But overall, the general, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Be careful. Watch your surroundings. Stop thinking that people won't beat your ass. Stop thinking like you're, you know, like you untouchable. Like, 
you're a very frustrating person. You guys are very provoking. You're very agitating. I'm just being real. You know that because you know that about black women yourself because y'all deal with black women yourself and y'all come tell us the same shit. So don't get mad at me for saying it when you you know damn well it's true. Y'all get, why do you think you guys fight more than, with each other more than any other group of girls fight with each other? White girls talk shit to each other. Spanish girls talk shit to each other. Asian girls talk shit to each other. Y'all black, one thing black women are very good at. It's like y'all are natural experts at pissing people the fuck off. Like getting under people's skin and making them act completely out of character. And you should know that better than me or anyone else because you do it to each other. You don't have to talk. You don't, that one is, you could talk. Yeah, you can go talk to Kendra G and be Simone. Because that's something that even y'all know. You know that. That's why when they give you a real housewife show, y'all in there throwing drinks and fighting. You ain't the only person with a real housewife show though. Like that's why the white real housewife shows don't really work and don't the ratings are low because all they do is talk. They don't. They're not in there throwing drinks and fighting and doing scandalous stuff. So you guys know you guys can get someone out of character. You get each other out of character. You get white women out of character. You get white men, as you see, out of character. You get black men out of character. You get your dogs and cats out of character. You guys are good at that. You're good for it. I'm not here to make fun of you. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't. People are scared to tell you these things because they don't really love you. I want you to grow. So I'm gonna tell you. You guys need to work on that. I don't know what that means, to be honest with you. It could mean, because it could be different for everybody. It could mean going to counseling. You might have deeply rooted issues that have you out here just ready to hurt somebody because you're hurt. She's so quick to hurt. You're not that quick to help. You're not that quick to love. But you're real quick to jump on a motherfucker. You're real quick to go and tell somebody off. Some of y'all, it'd make, it, you'd have to pull teeth out your mouth to give someone a compliment. But to insult somebody in the right time? Oh, hey, you fly off the mouth with that. You hesitate before you give somebody a compliment, but an insult, bitch, 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 real quick. You, you know, you don't play. So, you know, be careful, like get your energy right, figure things out in that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, because I just, I'm just sorry, like, you know, in any other situation, when we would see somebody constantly in a situation, after a while, we started to ask him, well, bro, what are you doing? Am I right or am I wrong? Even in, even over here at the Manosphere, when we have a guy come tell us, like, yeah, I got cheated on, then I got cheated on, then I got cheated on, we stop saying, damn, man, these, and we start saying, hold on, bro, what's going on, bro, you broke or something, what, like, what, you, you, you last long in bed, no homo, no homo, you got the little pinky winky down there, like, how, like, what you mean you got cheated on six times, nigga, every girl you date cheated on you? You a nice guy, huh? You one of them old nice nigga. You all soft, touching bus type nigga. You be crying and trying to kill yourself and shit like that or something. Like, what? What? What's really going on, bro? Like, what's really good? Like, why do you? What's What's going on? Like, why you keep getting cheated on? Like, you know what I'm saying? We start to look at the person. The motherfucker keep getting suspended from school. We start to say, hold on, nah, you you must be talking back to these teachers, bro. Ain't no way. Like we start looking. So at some point, you have to ask yourself, you you are the main group of people that's quote unquote unprotected, right? Why? How you got the most one of the most violent men in your in your community, and you and you one of the most unprotected in the world? At some point, yeah, we could look at the brothers, but we have to also look at you. Now, before we go, you know, I'm glad I brought up the brothers. Now I want to address something with the with the black man. I saw a video of this white man at his first appearance court date, and his face looked very nice. Not nice like he's handsome. Nice as in I didn't see not one scratch, one bruise, 
Nothing. Nothing looked out of shape. Nothing. When are you gangsters going to start being gangsters for the right thing? When are you gangsters going to start being gangsters for the right thing? The brother Charleston White was speaking about this the other day. He was talking about the Buffalo shooter. He said, why are none of the gangsters looking for this kid's mom? Hmm? Like you would look for my mom right now if I said, fuck your hood. Oh. Oh. Why is none of them looking for his mom? I called my son general out today. I said, you keep talking about this kid so much. I really hope because you're from New York and you know it happened in New York and you've been to prison before and you got ties with all these gang members I really hope that you're already doing whatever it needs to be done to get that little nigga touch when he hit the wall when he go when he go down I don't know how they what they call it up in New York in Georgia we call it down the road which means going to prison okay I I, I don't know what that what that all that entails but I would hope that there's some smoke for that nigga you know what I'm saying um, straight free pick type shit. So with with this guy, with this guy, I'm looking at a picture of him in court. He was in court. He showed up in court because like I told you guys, he did get arrested, misdemeanor battery, uh, one count. Um, and I'm looking at his face. That's the first thing I looked at. It was his face, and I was ashamed again of the black man. Fuck the guy in the store. You niggas in jail. Y'all the thugs. I don't know what that guy is like. That guy might have been special ed for all we know. For real, we special ed niggas walking around. If you're from the hood and you are you living in the hood, you know what I'm talking about. It'd be special ed niggas walking around. Am I lying? I mean, I used to stay over there and got really just one nigga right over there. Matter of fact, if y'all go over there right now, I bet money that nigga outside right now we speak. I bet money that nigga outside right now we speak. You go down to matter of fact, look, do an experiment. Which one of y'all niggas gonna do it? Go down Gabby Road. Go all the way down Gabby Road, Clayco side. Go down Southampton. When you go to Southampton, you can see that, that the new apartments on the left. Not the ones on the right, on the left. I bet money it's a nigga standing in front of the neighborhood right now. I hope to God that somebody listening to this episode is from down there and is from over there. Oh, I know who he's talking about. Yes, as soon as you pull in the neighborhood, is that one he uh, he going he might even wave at you. He all got his shirt kind of hanging off his shoulders. He be standing aside for hours. I used to trap all up in and out that neighborhood all damn day. And then one time I probably didn't came in. It didn't matter if it was eight in the morning, eight o'clock at night. That little dude gonna be standing outside, standing standing at you all day. He don't do nothing. I don't even think that he eat. I don't think he shit or piss. I know he sleep, but he, I don't think he do anything else. I'm telling you, that nigga's outside all day, every day. He is, he's like a special ed kind of dude. He's cool, though. He's not like a bad person or anything like that. He just stand there all day, looking lost, staring at every car that drive in there. He's like the neighborhood security. He's have, but he's the worst security in the world. They're going to ask him, who shot that boy over there? Oh, he's going he gonna to just stand and look at you like he don't know. And when that, matter of fact, when that, when that, when that dude had got the shooting at the police on Gabby Road that one day, he was still outside. I bet money to ask him, did you see that? He probably just stood there and was like, I didn't see nothing. He the best, he the best real nigga on the block. He the only nigga that's not gonna tell. He gonna see everything and not tell. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, you, you never know. But you gangsters though. Yeah, I'm not special ed. Some of y'all niggas is a little special ed. But you're not real special ed. 
So why is his face untouched again? And see, I asked this question because, because like I told you guys, you know, it's no secret. I, I talk about some things openly in this channel. I've been to jail a lot of times growing up. And, um, you know, one thing I learned over time, and when I was in one of the worst dorms I was ever in, I, I, I called, I called this shit out, not for me, but for some, somebody else. I said, every couple of days, they bring a group of different niggas in here. And when it's a when it's a bunch of black niggas they bring in here, you want to mean mug them and ask them what they gang bang and where they from and what their charges are. And let me see your paperwork and and you know do you know this nigga and do you know that nigga? And if you don't, y'all want to fight them and put them on the door. And and every single one of them group of niggas that come in here is at least one or two white boys, and y'all don't say shit to them. Y'all don't want to know if they racist, if they part of the Aryan Brotherhood, nothing. You don't want to say nothing to these motherfuckers. When I came in here, all y'all crowded around me and wanted to know everything about me. For what? I told somebody this one time, they looked like I was crazy. I said, you know, if there's one place a young black man should feel comfortable and safe is jail. And it's the one place a nigga got to be more on edge than he ever been in his life. They're like, what the fuck you mean the one place a black man should be comfortable in jail? I'm like, yeah, think about it. You ain't there with nothing but black man. Can't nobody else come inside and outside of the dorm. It's just you and whatever group of niggas is inside that pod. You damn right you should be, yeah, it should be the most safest, at least I ain't say the most funnest. I ain't say the most funnest. I ain't say the most productive. I just said the safest. Be down there the safe place you can go. You get free food, free, free um air conditioner, free everything. Uh everything free. You know, what should you be worried about? But who's gonna rob you in the jail? Who gonna wanna take your 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 snacks and stuff like that? Who gonna wanna rape you? Who gonna wanna fight you because of where you from or what you're not from or because you a soft type of nigga and you ain't no real screen nigga? Like, who gonna wanna take this off? White boy walk into jail and have a safe old time. I remember one time they had the white boy in the little holding tank with me. He's like, man, what's it like up there where we're going? I'm like, oh, we're going to the murder pod. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're going to the pod with the murderers. You got a violent crime. I got a violent history. We, that's what they do in this jail. They put us where the murderers and the killers are. We're going to be in there with niggas doing life. I was really trying to scare him, but I was I was telling him the truth. He was like, what? Oh, my God. I, I was like, look, you good. I'm the one that's over here right now thinking, OK, how am I going to walk in here? Who might be in there that I know? I'm uh, you. You're good. And he was like, "Why are you? Why am I good?" I'm like, "Cause you're white. They're not gonna try you. <laughs> it's me that they're gonna be like, hey, bro, where you from? Hey, bro, don't you know this nigga? Ain't you from over there? Don't you? Hey, bro, don't you run with these niggas? They don't. They ain't gonna do nothing to you. They don't give a fuck who you could be. The Klansman. I mean, I didn't tell. I didn't go that far into it. But I just told him straight up. I was like, "Bro, you're white. You good? And you know what's crazy, bro?" Over the next couple minutes, I, I I remember his whole demeanor change. He he, it's almost like he knew in his heart, like yeah, you're right. You know, seriously. You know, um, and then another thing, the reason why another nigga should be safe in jail, the COs have the time are all black most of the time. They also want to pick on you too. You gotta worry about them. Some jails, you gotta worry about them. What do you do to uh? 
the inmates. The inmates cool. It's the COs you gotta look out, look after. Why is that white man inside the courtroom with no scratch on his face? I'd have seen niggas go to court with lumps and dumps on their head, though. White boy going there, clean as a whistle. I bet money not one nigga has touched Dylan Roof in that South Carolina jail that he's in. I bet money not one black man has touched Dylan Roof in the South Carolina jail that he's in. Here, let me help some of you niggas out before I go. I ain't even mean to add another extra 15 minutes to it. But I want to I help some of you niggas out. What jail is... Let me see. Maybe the internet might tell us. Dylan Roof. In. He has been transferred to... Oh, he's not even in South Carolina. He's been transferred to death row. Oh, he's on death row? At... Terre Haute Federal Prison in Indiana. So he's at Terre Haute. That's T-E-R-R-E-H-A-U-T-E. And I don't want to hear shit about no P-C because y'all done got plenty of black men killed under protective custody before. So I don't want to hear that shit. So if you got any family up there in Indiana at the Terre Haute Prison, Go ahead and send that wire. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and fly that kite, baby, because he needs to get his ass smoked. That's the death row he needs to be on. Ain't no mercy for that shit. Kill black people or anybody while they praying in a church that they let you in. Boy, you know, forgiveness. So it ain't ain't damn sure my job to forgive you. Shoot. I ain't dying no cross. I ain't walking no water. Listen, um, at the end of the day, black woman, black man, we got to do a little bit better than that. Alright, I told you guys, it ain't no longer about all this black love talk that everybody's having, including I've had in my past. That's that's not even up up for discussion right now. We have to get these little things handled first. You know what I'm saying? Niggas want to be in love and all that. Man, y'all niggas ain't got enough love. You ain't got enough love to give that black woman. And black woman, you don't have enough love to give him. You be all in doggy dog mode right now. We in survival mode. It's selfish. That's what survival mode is. Selfishness. It's rooted in selfishness. You know, survivor's guilt, survivor's remorse. Either way it goes. The choice is yours. It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex and I'm out.